researcher, and he's also a radio talk show host, and we always uh, find it very informative to have him on with us. Uh, he's on with us uh, for five minutes in the next hour, then we have a top meteorologist on who's been accurately predicting these uh, frozen wasteland ice age winters, and he's getting the credit that is due. But in the last two hours, uh, yeah, we've got birthers screaming during the reading of the Constitution that Obama isn't uh, natural born, and we've got... Drones coming to Miami-Dade County, and we've got the big announcements uh, that they're building giant DARPA, uh, face-scanning camera centers everywhere, and giant NSA databases. Just We've got announcements that the government's spying on all its employees right now with warrantless wiretaps. I mean, it's just it, it, it's total evil being released as they try to break our will and condition us. But for the last two hours, I've been talking about Paul Joseph Watson's articles, Eco-Fascists Call for Prison Cities. And the other article uh, on the same similar subject, Planned Opolis, Elitist Agenda for Eco-Enslavement. Now, Alan Watt, I, I want to hear your expertise on this, but my basic boil down is this. There is an attempt to rebrand dystopia as mother's milk, to show children being murdered by their teachers and it being a good thing because they don't submit to the earth. Open announcements that we sh should just kill all people over 65, a Logan's Run carousel, London Guardian, you name it. I mean, they are saying we are Nazis. We are fascists. They are saying, yes, it's eugenics. Uh, they are just flaunting it, I guess, to change the Overton window, to, to be so extreme that the sky is in the limit and somehow break our will. I believe it's backfiring on them. But they are really coming out with the world government, with just all of it. Is it because alternative media has checkmated them or brought them into check, exposing their agenda, and so stonewalling doesn't work? Or is it just simply to psychologically overwhelm us with the flaunting, and it's all delivered in a gibbering, giggling uh, way uh, by these uh, psychopathic people uh, engaged in this uh, public uh, orgy uh, uh, as they prepare uh, for a, a mass uh, bloodthirsty feast. Uh, Alan Watt, what is your take on them going into warp drive, or do you agree they're going into warp drive? Oh, they are, but uh, it's on plan. It's, it's part of the agenda. They go by an educational timetable, and uh, they go by five-year plans for children, uh, who'll be five now, ten in a few years, and, and how they're going to uh, perceive their, their new world. They're, they're getting ready for it now. They're training them for it now to be quite normal. And so this is just the educational part. Uh, it's time to implement this stage of the agenda. They know uh, exactly how much to push, of course, because they've already prepared us all uh, for the present agenda, and we accept it. We're always prepared in advance for everything that comes along, mainly through little bits and bites of information from scientific expos on, on the media. And uh, we also get it through all fiction. All fiction has it in it now, that the coming uh, system that you have to live into. And for more well, 30 years now, sci-fi has been pouring out this dystopic future with uh, a small uh, group elite running the world, a scientific elite, of course, always a scientific elite who are in charge of all food rationing and so on, who live a very good life, by the way. And then there's the ones, the masses, who are still working for them in their closed cities where they're dependent upon the, their masters for everything as long as they tow the line uh, under observation. China those closed cities for their worker drones who are even locked in their neighborhoods at night. Meanwhile, the globalists are doing everything they can to shut off the resources while telling us that it's naturally happening. But then we have all their own manuals uh, admitting it. Uh, please continue. 
Yeah, and it's all done by stages where they introduce new crises. It's crisis after crisis. And uh, you think about life before 9-11 happened. It was fairly, uh, fairly static to an extent, uh, and no major changes, drastic changes, or not, certainly not a whole bunch of them all at once. And since 9-11, it's been crisis after crisis after crisis, and that this is the technique of a revolution. It's their revolution, not ours. And they're bringing their last phase into to, to being. And this phase, of course, will last up to about the year 2050 or so, as they drastically reduce the population, uh, again, through food rationing. But this is not new, because the United Nations was set up, really, to help coordinate all of this. You need a, you need a massive well, bureaucratic coordinator. Years ago developed the reservation concentration camp model, and then it was used on the Native Americans. And then we have the British manuals that are in the Library of Congress, how to give them the smallpox blankets, how to open the wounds of the soldiers. Well, Malthus, Malthus put out uh, lots of instruction booklets, educational booklets for the British Empire, how to run their colonies, how to keep uh, peasants at, at a working uh, level, but not too bright and too strong to walk off at night or run away. And so they had, they had the whole diet scheme figured out. That's why diet is very important to it, and that's why rationing is coming in uh, to help us get to that stage. Strong enough to be kind of uh, um, pliable and workable, but not too smart enough to do anything about it. And this is all part of it, too. So that was introduced into the British Commonwealth in the right, 1700s. on how omnivores are less aggressive when they're mainly on the vegetarian diet, but that were designed and triggered under especially a red meat diet uh, with the hormonal endocrine interfaces to become more predatory and aggressive. They don't want that for us. They want us docile, uh, grass-eating uh, creatures for them to more easily roll over us. Oh, yeah, and they talked, uh, when Britain went to India, they talked uh, an awful lot with the Brahmins, very interested in their culture, because the Brahmins had kept that very system uh, working in India for thousands of years. And so the people were taught uh, a religion that made them vegetarian. And uh, and you can also restrict, of course, even what you give them for a vegetarian, which makes them even more um, pliable and not too bright. Uh, they, it's down to a perfect science. They know everything that you need to eat to keep you bright and healthy and so well, that's on. That's right. The anthropology and archaeology and biology shows that the brain, CC-wise, begins to grow even larger with even just a few generations on mm-hmm. a red meat diet because it has the fats and oils needed uh, for brain development. Well, the British, they know the British soldiers in World War I, uh, they, they were never fed properly before they became soldiers. Uh, they came from all walks of life, generally the industrial towns and cities where meat was pretty expensive, very expensive and very scarce for them. And within the first, they found within the first, uh, the average recruit was five foot three, by the way, uh, at the age of uh, 16, 17, 18. And uh, within three months of getting a high protein and meat diet, he would sprout between three and six inches. And that's how starved they were. So all this had been tested out on populations before, including Britain. Yeah. And they had to give them meat, though, to get them ready to kill because the That's Germans right. were gobbling meat and understood that. It's all scientific. So so right now they're really rushing all this out. It's been accelerating since the staged event of 9-11. But in the last year, it's like they put the afterburners on. I mean, they are just out in mainline news saying, we're going to kill you at 65. They're not even denying death panels now. They're saying, we're going to kill you. I mean, we are oh, yeah. murderers. They are saying, we are murderers. Yeah, you've had uh, write-ups in the British papers. Again, Britain is the flagship for the world to follow, remember. And they're talking about putting up uh, euthanasia booths at street corners, very much like you saw in Silent Green, where you just get rolled in, hear some classical music. children of men, they're getting us all ready for the suicide. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's a scientific uh, dictatorship. Uh, this was all promoted by Bertrand Russell, who, who helped set up the system we're living through now. He was a big promoter. He attended all the think tanks and put forward lots of ideas, along with Aldous Huxley and his brother Julian Huxley from the United Nations UNESCO. And uh, they talked about, they had it all planned out for this phase that we're going through now, how the society would be turned into a, um, a society where there'd be very little marriage at all, uh, massive prom- promiscuity, but very little births. And uh, that, that was what was to be encouraged. Of course, they've done that. They've been successful with all of that. And everyone's divided now. No one's got a family to stand up for them anymore. So government is the boss. And so now they can just rampage ahead with all the rest of the agenda. The Romans had to build that wall in central England because they could never conquer the Scots. The only group that they could never conquer because they were so family tribal oriented, kind of like Afghans, they would die before they did it. Uh, But now the Scots have been brought to heel quite nicely. Oh, yeah. Again, through their diets, again, uh, they were ruled by London for a few hundred years, still are. And again, too, we've got to understand the basic premise as well from all of this is how they pick the leaders of countries and those who are the the politicians who are still lower level, but they're higher level than than we'll generally see. Um, They are, Scotland's a very Masonic country. You couldn't get a job in Scotland that would pay any kind of money unless you were a Freemason. And it's the same thing in this system, too. The, the, the higher Freemasons are picked out at university level, especially Ivy League. And if, they're, if you're an operative Mason, that means that you must attend every meeting when you're called, that could be three in the morning, whenever, to show you're very eager. And that's how they pick the future prime ministers, etc., and politicians, the ones who will get up and be an operative Mason, do what they're told, never ask why and never ask the, the, the consequences of, what, of their actions. Yeah, all the modern presidents, prime ministers, MI5, MI6, CIA, Sarkozy in France, all of them, yeah. uh, Vladimir Putin, they're just all secret society agents. Yes, and they must prove their worth, and that's the whole case with it. They've got to be eager, they've got to show that they can go to parties and not get too drunk. They must not be loose-lipped uh, because they're monitored more than anyone else. You see, the system is based in a more on the Soviet system and a hyper-Soviet system. Uh, they've announced in, in the declassified records of Russia uh, that there was so many dossiers on all the bureaucrats working for the Soviet system, way more than the average person, the prole at the bottom, because they had to make sure that those are the ones, just like George Orwell showed you in 1984, those are the ones who, who must be gung-ho and always put on the good face for the party, believe in the party, that kind of thing. And their, their telephone calls, everything was monitored. Stay there. We've had a bomb go off. We told you the feds were getting ready to start detonating those all over. I'll be right back. The naked body scanners go in, 9,000 locations getting telescreens at Walmart and malls with Janet Napolitano and government messages about spying on your neighbors. The last six years, they've trained local police in every county and city that domestic non-Al-Qaeda will start blowing up the courthouses everywhere. Uh, and then magically it happens. And I was watching Body of Lies with uh, Russell Crowe and Leonardo DiCaprio this morning while I was jogging on the treadmill. And it was all about the near future Muslims blowing up soft targets. So the answer is, they've said, shopping malls, streets, checkpoints. Notice the government's like, we're getting ready. And then in every case, it's linked to the government. 
directly. They're like, never mind about that. We're taking over right as the depression comes in, right as the implosion comes in. Uh, and here's the news. We'll get Alan Watts' take on it in real time here. That's how I knew they were going to blow up the World Trade Center months before. They were getting everybody ready and saying, when the attack comes, give your rights up. It's like a Jim Jones Kool-Aid drinking drill. Bomb squad at building near State House after mailroom employee injured. State FBI officials, not servants, officials, called the scene. Second explosion uh, reported at Hanover office. So we got it in Baltimore and Annapolis. Correct, guys? Uh, the Maryland State House mailroom employee was injured Thursday. Um, afternoon while handling a package. An incident was being investigated by bomb squad, according to Annapolis city officials. Annapolis Fire Department's bomb squad was investigating the incident in the state's bomb squad. And FBI officials were on their way to the Jeffrey building on St. Francis Street, where the incident took place. Again, this is just now breaking. Uh, continuing, a fire crew's hazmat sent to MDOT, I guess Maryland Department of Transportation, Jeffrey building. Officials are investigating possible explosions at the Maryland Department of Transportation headquarters in Hanover and the state government building in Annapolis. Now, now the feds have tried six, seven times the last few months to get Hispanic, black, white prison converts to Islam converted by feds to blow up Christmas trees and things. And even the mainstream media has called it setups, entrapment, but they're out there finding mentally ill morons. In a matter of days, I could find a homeless schizophrenic and get them to blow something up, hypothetically, if I wanted to. I mean, it's not hard. Give them whiskey and drugs and money. They'll do it. It's the same old story. But obviously, that wasn't working enough. So they may have gotten an actual lunatic to do this, or they may have done it themselves. Uh, let's get uh, Alan Watts' take on all of this as it unfolds. We do have a man arrested in Maryland terror bomb plot. Uh, and this was uh, back in uh, the 8th of December. Here's another one. Lawyer, FBI entrapped Baltimore bomb plot suspect. No way Antonio Martinez could have assembled the phony bomb intended to blow up recruitment centers. So we got a major operation already going in Maryland. Uh, Alan Watt, what's your take on this situation? You're quite right. They can find whoever they want. And in fact, right after 9-11, uh, the BBC had uh, the top guy on from MI5 who was saying that if they keep putting up sites and putting up their own agents there to entice youngsters into these sites uh, to carry out bombs for sting operations, they'll end up creating an actual organization, Al-Qaeda, which did not exist before. Yeah, just like they and, get kids to join the military and have their heads shaved and be brainwashed. The, the, the government mm -hmm. posing with recruiters can recruit people to radical Islam. Absolutely, too. And uh, many, most of them are actually sting operations, and they supply the fake bombs. They get a, a bunch of youngsters there who've watched too many video games, and uh, and they're in on the plot, and uh, they get caught red-handed with uh, the goods, and they're arrested. So, see, if, you, if you're going to change the world into a war scenario, and this is the whole thing since 9-11, I said at the time, I said, you're going to see rationing down the road, all the things that you see in warfare, even eventually refugees getting moved from one area to another. Um, that will happen because they must get an actual, all the things that worked for, that for them in, the in wartime. The report from, uh, from Mexico last month is that they are going to force move people for the earth. Mm -hmm. And that is all part of it, a, a true war scenario, because they know the psychological impacts of all these things, uh, how it has on the general populations. They buckle under even more. They do what they're told during these scenarios. They're terrified, and they ram whole bunches of new laws down their throats, uh, quite, and, and there's no objection from the people who are terrified. That's what they must do now. Uh, and, of course, that's what the whole uh, ecological movement is, to sustainability, so on, weather, uh, global warming, all this nonsense. 
citizens. It's an excuse to bring all of this on into the controlled, scientifically controlled society. And remember, Russell said that this will come. He says that they were working towards it back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And he says this will come. And he said when it comes in, it will be a, a dictatorial and absolutely... Um, um, tyrannical system, but that's what I prefer, he said. It would have to be utterly tyrannical as a scientific dictatorship. So that's what we're going to see getting put. I mean, it's all through the schools. If the, for the last 15 to 20 years, the children have been taught to be greenies, taught that government is good, taught that must share their food with the whole world. And in reality, it's nothing to do with that. The United Nations Department of Agriculture was set up with the task when it was created uh, to, to be the, the organization that will distribute food uh, to every region across the world As and Henry rations. As Henry said, stay there. And they're showing cartoons to young kids that say this. The U.N. decides what you get for dinner. I mean, it's really happening. We're on the march. The empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. GCN Radio Network. Alan Watt is our guest. He seems to come on whenever big events are happening. I guess good luck or bad luck. Uh, but he is here with us. We've got a top meteorologist who's been accurately predicting the weather for a long time and finally getting the attention he deserves. Uh, we're dealing with this Ice Age situation uh, coming up into the fourth hour today. Uh, I know we're on several radio stations in the great state of Maryland. Great people up there. We hope that no one has been injured, but they're reporting uh, packages exploding, and, and they're not sure of there's injuries. Uh, this is a developing uh, situation. Bomb squad at State Building near State House after mailroom employees injured. Uh, that's the Baltimore Sun saying there are injuries. Another WBALTV says they're not sure. Um, my crew will continue to give us this as it comes in. Uh, fire crews, hazmat sent to uh, the Maryland Department of Transportation, where they were investigating uh, reported explosions at the Maryland Department of Transportation headquarters. And with all the drills and things they do, it just creates this hype and fear. I mean, I saw big accidents the other night, looked like they were fatalities. Do we all freak out and get scared of that? We still drive our cars, 300-plus thousand dead a year just in the U.S., millions dead every year overall. But then a few deaths here and there from, quote, terrorists and our whole way of life ends. And now they stick their hands down our pants with the TSA, breaking our will. Uh, I tell you, Alan Watt, this is so obvious what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you got to, if you're setting up a world of totalitarianism and tyranny, you've got to justify the reasons for it. So if nothing's happening, you make it happen. And this is a very old technique, of course. They've even put it in comedy shows like Brazil, where bombs go off every so often in restaurants. They never catch a terrorist, but everyone believes the propaganda. It's the terrorists that are doing it. So we need all of, of this, these checkpoints and pat-downs and, and so on. Uh, this is a simple technique, and it works very well. Most of the public, you know, listen to nothing but mainstream news. And uh, that's what they believe. They believe it's all for their own good and so on. And they, they're, see... They've already lost their ability to stand up for anything, most of them, because the first attack was on men itself and the family unit. 
And men traditionally, and the, the British government did studies on this as they went into different countries to, to conquer them. Uh, it was always the men who stood, stood up for their culture, their way of life, their family, their wife, and so on. You take all that away from them, you destroy the culture, you, you take away the wife, and, and um, it's nothing to stand up for. In fact, it becomes rather like a lazy dog who just sits and watches all the porno movies that are coming out, goes to parties and picks up the odd female who's awfully available and, and these days. And that's what you have. This was all predetermined. It's all empty. There isn't that tribal fulfillment of taking care of your family and the men and women mm-hmm. being on a team. It's a bunch of unhappy people mad that life is hell, so they break up because they haven't submitted to each other. That's correct. It takes commitment, you see, for everything that you do, even to fight this, it takes commitment. And you, you must only start with yourself. And we've all been contaminated with this system, and that's what it's called. Your, your indoctrination and your lifestyle is called contamination. And the Soviets called it that, too, since they helped to introduce a lot of it. And, we've got uh, their manuals where they describe everything that's been done here. Yes, and you have to decontaminate yourself, starting with yourself. And it doesn't matter what the rest go, go and do, and, and they want you to go along with them. You say, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And if they ask you why, you tell them. Uh, that things are going to get awfully bad unless we discipline ourselves, we're doomed. And what that's where you FBI start. training manuals say? The white male who's nice and friendly, who's professional, who exercises a lot, who wants to be involved in the community, that's a Texas Homeland Security manual, that's the enemy. That clean-cut, mm-hmm. pure person is an enemy. Mm-hmm. You see, the, what's been left for the rest of the public with their dysfunctional relationships and casual relationships is that they have no purpose. And to fill up their gap for no purpose, just, they've got so much cheap uh, entertainment just thrown at them and enough cash in their pockets to go party at weekends. And that's what they think living is all about now. They're, they have no bonding to any community or any family. Uh, and exactly. they're isolated. Whether you're African or Japanese or an American, if you're a pure woman or a pure man or trying to be pure, they know you're going to see all of this, and so mm-hmm. that's why you're the enemy. Yeah, and so therefore, as I say, you've got to start with yourself and change yourself and decontaminate yourself, even the things that, that you might be addicted to. I've had young people write to me who know what's going on, and they'll tell me that uh, they still like certain parts of it. They like the parching. They like the, the multi-casual affairs that they have, sexual affairs. And they don't realize that that's all part of the destructiveness. You can't have it both ways. Because when you look at all from the primitive tribes to, to, the, to our, our own tribes that lived up into the 1800s, uh, they all lived in the same structure, same family structure. And you can't go around just uh, willy-nilly uh, with promiscuity and all the rest of it. Uh, that destroys everything. And that's why it was the main uh, weapon to be promoted during the 60s, 70s, and 80s to the present time. You can't have it both ways. You've got to change yourself in order to change the world. And they train the uh, so-called middle class to be in love with their servitude, as Bertrand Russell said they would. When you try to warn them, they have a defense mechanism to get a little creamy-eyed look you know, in their eyes and giggle at you. And then they'll mm-hmm. even accept it and say, yeah, I like it. They think by doing that crime stop mind trick, it gives them mm-hmm. power over it. And the average male out there is an arrested development six-year-old. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, and even politicians in the U.S. Um, I read an article pretty recently, too, where one of your congressmen said that we must train the public by using the language of the media, which is meant for the fifth grade. That's what they're using on the public and have been for an awful long time. 
But uh, you're quite right too. Um, a lot of it's aimed at the male. Uh, as, as I say today, it's a shopping mall for sex. It's, that's what all it is. It's like candy and stores for them. They don't let males act like warrior males in any context, and they put chemicals no. in the water to, st- to, uh, to reduce testosterone. But then mm-hmm. in one area, if you want to be a cop or a soldier, that's then right. you're yeah. allowed to act that out, but against your mm-hmm. own people. Uh, that's absolutely true. In other words, winners and losers. And youngsters who grew up with video games too, in dysfunctional families or no family at all, uh, look, that's all that they see things in black and white, winners and losers, and they want to be on the winning team. Some have told me that, by the way. And they want to get into the black outfits and have the big machine gun and order people about because they know they're going to get more privileges than those who are under the gun. Yeah. And they've gone from denying that police are being put on steroids to major city police chiefs, even here in Texas, mm-hmm. basically ordering everyone to inject testosterone. Yeah, that's correct. And they've been doing this really for years, enemy long beforehand. And they put on the beef, of course, and uh, and uh, you can tell too. Uh, it's more than just uh, an effect effect on on your muscle, etc. They they become sluggish in their brain. They become more primitive. And there's no doubt about that either. They become monsters. In fact, they love to beat people up and and go to excess. Uh, so and mind you too, for years they've been recruiting um, the lower IQ types for the police force. Uh, I, I read I articles. To Howard Stern lately just randomly in my car on XM, and every time I tune in, he's glorifying police beating innocent people and how good it is. And then I hear it on other shows that are for the lowest common denominator. They're teaching us that that all of this evil is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once again, the public have been so desensitized to horror what should be should offend them as being horrific. It's not. They actually get off on it, just like a movie. They can't tell the difference between fiction and, in fact, it's better alive. That's what these, some of them say. Yeah, it's they're better blurring alive. the two, and it's also real popular on the internet for girls to abuse cats and dogs and and and, yeah. and, and ferrets, and they get off on it. Uh, but mm-hmm. then the the minute they're being abused, they can't believe it and cry cry for mommy. Yes. Or, or say that the government should be a law about that. And that's exactly what government wants. They, they, love, they love to put more laws on you. But yeah, the, the public have been trained. We don't govern ourselves, so they will govern us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's true. If you don't govern yourself, then someone else is going to do it for you. And it's the same with your mind. If you don't take care, uh, because you're the gatekeeper of what comes into your mind and affects you, then somebody else will. And they've been doing that for an awful long time. And now they have the kinetic uh, game that's come out. And I heard the neighborhood kid telling my son about it yesterday, about how great it is that it face scans him and knows his voice and follows all his movements. And mm-hmm. Microsoft admits that it's listening to your whole house with it. It's hooked into the Internet. And now they're erasing the Jesse Ventura TV show uh, off of the TiVos and uh, U-verses. We've confirmed that. Why would they let Ventura's show come out? and then decide to start pulling episodes and banning the re-airing of certain episodes. Well, I know the inside scoop. They allowed it thinking that, 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 that it would just be a conditioning mechanism. But for some reason, they decided it was having too big of a trigger, uh, and, and they banned the police state episode. What do you think is going on behind that? You're probably quite right. It probably was meant to be a predictive programming uh, over-oying uh, show. Uh, and folks would say, well, gee, what can you do about it? It's going to come. Uh, but the more folk talk about it, you see, and, and find ways to, to, to propagate the, the information to each other and find ways around it to combat it, 
or they get a, a big backlash about it, then they find it's had the opposite effect than what they intended. But that shows so an enemy stop miscalculation. It. And again, not that Ventura's bad or I was bad. I mean, we really put real shows on air. And uh, it, it was funny, though. The network would come in to say the um, episode on bioweapons labs, BioShield. Mm-hmm. It was a really serious episode. But the network execs above even True TV said, put a Montauk monster in there. Put a put a dead animal That's right. that really washed up and try to discredit yeah. it. Yeah. But 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 mm-hmm. they were unable to, to to get it all done. So now they're just like, no, stop. No, don't don't air mm-hmm. it. No, no. Yeah. And I've had the same offers, too, to go on to some really big shows. I turned them all down because they want me to bring in the aliens and this and that and the other. And what that does is you, act, you then act for counterintelligence. Counterintelligence takes the, the, the factual data, they mix it with the farcical, and and then people parrot that and sound like lunatics. Yeah, same and, here. I, I've turned down yeah. just the last year multiple big national shows I would host. I mean, you know, ready to go. But they said, listen. The execs want you to do aliens mixed with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. and let me guess, chubacabras as well. I'm like, no. And, and and people can't believe when you say no to them. Yeah. I know. I know. Regardless of the cash uh, that the, they offer and the whole thing, I've just turned them all, all down. Because every single biggie out there has asked me to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, plus, once you've done that, they have weird rules unwritten rules once you've taken one of their deals even though it's unwritten and unspoken then if i did that to use it to get even bigger to then flip and expose them after then they would kill me but because i've always stayed pure it's like a weird unwritten rule i know you've studied that what is what's behind that well it's partly compromise as well um they have their own set of legalities and rules uh, it's like a brotherhood. You come into their confidence and you're agreeing to something you suspect. And, and they'll make sure that they give you enough information that you suspect they want to use you for something. And that's a real like, legal deal in their sort of brotherhood terminology and their way of thinking. And uh, they don't let it go. They will never let it go uh, if you've acquiesced to go along with something like that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Why do the globalists enjoy throughout history, the, the, the initiated ones, the, the, the Illuminati priest class, why do they love destroying their own, even servants that serve them perfectly? I mean, is it just part of a process of killing anybody who knows where the bodies are buried? It's partly that, too. It's partly that they're, remember, they are an ultra elite, and they have a, a completely different upbringing, a completely different education than th- those that go to even Harvard. And uh, it, I can remember Orwell put part of the, the initiation uh, of, of the so-called Illuminati or the rebel force in his book, 1984, and part of it was that you had to swear that if it was necessary to sacrifice you for the cause, they would sacrifice you, and you had to accept that, that one day they might just sacrifice you, throw you to the wolves. And they have no problem doing that. And you must remember, too, that Julian Huxley, who was umpteenth generation inbred for his purpose, because they were already built, uh, especially breeding yeah, uh, the scientific the elite. Uh, dehumanization program. Yeah, he, he admitted that he was, uh, there, were, there were offspring of scientific elite, and he was one of them. That was his family's role. And, and yeah, most of the children died, but he and his brother were the only genetic expression, yeah. yeah. And he did say uh, that lots will, will think they're fit to come through into this new world order as a servant class who have served them very well. 
but they're in for a big surprise. They will eliminate them too. They will no longer need them. Uh, and apart from that, they'll know too much. They'll know too much. And when they don't get the proper rewards that they thought they would get, like they will not be living in these specially uh, rural, uh, gated, high-class communities. Uh, they'd be bitching, they'd open their mouths, they'd let the cat out the bag. And they'd be a problem. They'd have to be eliminated, and they would and be eliminated. I hope they're listening because the New World Order can't wait to torture you to death. So all of you out there thinking you're on the winning team, you lose. The only way we beat this is by defeating it. Alan Watt, let's talk about solutions. Your idea is straight ahead. Two more segments with Alan Watt. Always appreciate it. We'll give you his website as well. Uh, just amazing information. Okay. Uh, going back to Alan Watt, Alan, they're not invincible. They don't have all the answers. And I think one of the biggest keys, as you just alluded to, is reaching out to the super class that Rothkop called it, 6,000 super gophers. And really, and I've talked to some billionaires, I've talked to people, medical doctors that have treated heads of state. They will even confide in them that they're depressed about this, but kind of through fear going along. Uh, just because they're raised into this, a lot of them don't like it. And I, I think reaching out to them uh, to uh, you know resist and to speak out, I think that's a really important thing to do uh, as we near this uh, mass extermination program. Uh, what's your view on that? It's, it's difficult to get through them. I understand the concept, but uh, they've had a lifetime of this uh, indoctrination, and uh, they still cling. They'll still cling to the to the hope. That they'll be the ones living in the in the more expensive gated communities, well armed, uh, well defended, well fed, uh, with the extra privilege. See, this world is to be a world of privileges. You understand, and every tier gets extra privileges. Even the cops get extra privileges and Nick extra food and so on. It's an artificial state-run class system. Nick Rockefeller told Aaron Russo that the elite are all going to have chips that say "Kiss my hind in." Mm-hmm. And uh, and as I say too, they'll have to, and they do. They have to work till they drop uh, the elite as well. They don't retire, as you well know. They they have sworn on for life, and uh, they don't get a break. And they must go along and along and along with everything, and never give a slip of the tongue. It's hard for them to do that, even at parties, etc., uh, because uh, that means an instant death sentence or a cut off from the food supply, or you get bunged in with the peasants. But uh, there'll be uh, the cities themselves, as you well know, are getting set up to be the prison camps as they take us down. They haven't upgraded these cities. Um, they don't intend to upgrade them. They've, they've let them, the, the roads rot for the last 30-odd years in preparation for this. And it's for rapid depopulation. They hope to depopulate rapidly over the next 50 years. And Rockefeller said that at the last meeting of what they call the Lucky Gene Club, where Oprah and Gates and all these guys go. He said, we've been very successful with sterilization and so on across the world, but now we must go into rapid depopulation. That means getting everyone off the land into these, uh, these cities that are falling apart. And uh, there'll be other ones put up, special ones for the for the managerial class to have their extra privileges and their better lifestyle for a while. And that's, that's how it's really being set up at the moment. They're even and building on the 15 acres they stole from landowners uh, 14 years ago in Austin. Elite areas actually owned by the former city council people that took it. They're now mm -hmm. the bankers and the state senators, and it's openly neighborhoods with the criminals living in the luxury homes. That's right. That's how it's always been intended, just like uh, uh, Brave New World predicted. You know. And Man, the barbarians so will live outside the gate. They are so fully yeah. sick. Man, I tell you. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. 
Back in 60 seconds, final segment with Alan Watt. Alan Watt, fire out your website. That's CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Alan Watt of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Again, I'm Alex Jones of InfoWars.com. Uh, Alan, uh, again, I study the globalist, and they've got these overall managed systems, but they want managed systems that are totally surveilled because if it isn't inside that surveilled system, they can't control all the outcomes. And I do see them making a lot of mistakes, but because they do have the finance, the capital on their side, they've got uh, uh, you know a lot of momentum. But I'm getting really positive, and a lot of the political minds that I admire really uh, agree that the globalist – uh, are not invincible and are not all powerful, and that uh, things are not going perfectly for them. Uh, but I know that uh, your view uh, varies a bit on that. Give us your view. Well, you see, they're quite right. I read an article recently where uh, some of the top politicians said that for everything that they do and for everything that they put forward uh, and plans and rules and laws, the public must accept them and acquiesce. Now, they need our approval our tacit approval and silence it really connotes uh, your, your approval and without that they can't do anything to be honest with you uh, if, if enough people simply said and they could but the, the problem is getting them to do it no we're not going along with this we're, we're not going along with this or that or whatever uh, we're boycotting all your airports yada 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 that could so easily be done but you cannot get the public to come together in this day and age they're so divided um, that's your problem. It could be done. But for every totalitarian measure it comes out, you can simply say no. That's it. It will take martyrs. It will, there's never been a change in history uh, to get out of uh, under the, the, the boots of tyranny that did not take martyrs going to prison for saying no. We're not, I'm not going along with that. You're not going to do this in some nice hygienic way, believe you me. It's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen by pleading with them either because no, these guys have got too much to look forward to. They've been in the planning for hundreds of years. They don't plan to change it and turn and round and be nice to us. Uh, these are monsters at the top who literally see, uh, like H.G. Wells, he, he knew darn well about the, the, the killing of millions in Russia uh, and the Ukraine uh, with the Soviets. And he thought it was a good thing. He saw the same thing coming across the Western world towards the end of the millennium into the new. He says we'd have to kill off millions and millions of young people as well because they're all fertile, basically, and that'll just simply have to be done, very matter-of-factly. Um, these, these guys are monsters, and um, but, the, but at the same time, for every law and the minor laws, too, that they put out, to tax you and carbon taxes and all the rest of it, you must say, okay, okay. And when you sign that tax form, you're acquiescing to them. And that's, that's pretty well all you have left at the moment is to, is to change yourself and say, no, okay, I'll suffer and, and take the consequences. And with enough people locked up as martyrs, that's how Ireland helped to free itself too, with all of the, the thousands of people getting slammed in these prisons uh, during the troubles. And it was the same thing. Alan, that Mm -hmm. how they tried to pass the EU the first time, then they passed it the second time. Ireland was this panacea of great, you know, wealth. And then overnight, oh, you're bankrupt now. Foreign Mm -hmm. bankers are taking you over. And the head of their central bank admitted, he said, foreigners now rule us. I think that's good. I mean, so Mm -hmm. in your face. Well, the Russian mafia moved in. 
uh, on block, a whole lot of them, a lot to LA and the rest ran off to places in Europe, but, but Ireland was a big place because they were getting lots of grants from the EU, and of course the, the mafia was in there like a shot, and when the ma- Russian mafia accumulated all the, the dirty deeds and, and fake bonds and all the rest of it, they ran off with the loot and helped bankrupt the country. That was all set up in advance, because the Russian mafia works with the globalists, you see. Absolutely. Well, Alan, we're out of time. I appreciate you joining us. Look forward to speaking to you again with the great work you're doing and an upcoming eugenics film we've got with incredible interviews with you. Great having you. Continue your great research. Well, thanks for having me on, Alex. Great having Alan Watt of CousinsMatrix.com.